So I asked Megan, the owner of America's Famous Arm, what she thought would be a good topic to open up with, because everything here is spontaneous on the fireside chat. She said Afghanistan. The truth is I have a tremendous amount to say about Afghanistan. I won't say it all. About four months ago, I wrote my column. I write a column every Tuesday. You could see it at my website and at many other websites on the internet. And I wrote against leaving Afghanistan. And I fully know and acknowledge that I am not in the majority, even among conservatives, let alone among people on the left. And I completely differ with all the conservatives that I respect who think that we should have pulled out of Afghanistan. I did not. There are two separate issues that need to be addressed, the way in which it was done and whether it should have been done at all. The way in which it was done, even many people on the left acknowledge was a fiasco. I won't even get into that in any detail. America looks like a buffoon under this president, and I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about that. What I'm saying is not political. It's just true. It was said by other world leaders to have been defeated by a, a, an organized group of terrorists is a very bad thing for America and a very bad thing for the world. That's why we should never have left. The argument which even conservatives give well, we were there 20 years, has always struck me as what is known as a non sequitur. Why is there a time limit on doing something that is worthwhile? Is there a one-year time limit? Five years? 10 years? 11? 12.6? When is it too much? The United States did not lose a single soldier in combat in Afghanistan in, in the last year, if I'm not mistaken. Only 25 to 3,500 American troops there, plus NATO troops. For all intents and purposes, they were keeping the Taliban from taking over one of the most evil groups on the planet of Earth. Just that small number of Americans and NATO troops were keeping the Taliban from taking over Afghanistan and crushing that country's people crushing in particular its women. And by the way, a lot of boys, since a lot of the boys will be raped, keeping a boy is a big thing in Afghanistan. Read about it. So I, I opposed it completely and unreservedly. There was not a single good argument for leaving. The argument that we were there 20 years is, as I said, a non sequitur and pointless. We've been in Germany 50 years. We've been in South Korea 50 years. Why is that okay? Are South Koreans more important than Korean or than uh, Afghans? Are Germans and, and uh, Europeans more important than Afghans? How come people aren't asking us to leave there? The United States presence in South Korea means that half of the Korean peninsula is free while the other is in a torture chamber. North Korea is one large torture chamber. Thank God for American troops. It is no good for the world. It is no good for Afghanistan. It is no good for America that we left. So that that's it. I don't know of a good argument for leaving. They're all emotional. We're there too long. Too long is an emotional argument.
That is not a rational argument. And I'm, uh, I expect irrational arguments from the left. Their whole outlook on life is irrational. Men give birth. Men give birth is not that much weirder than we're there too long. We're there too long means nothing. Men give birth is worse than nothing. It's, it's just the opposite of truth. But we're there too long means nothing. Especially given how little the sacrifice is in, for all intents and purposes in terms of soldiers being killed in combat. It's not like it's a slaughterhouse of Americans. It's a slaughter, it will be a slaughterhouse of Afghans upon leaving. And then the Secretary of State of the United States has the audacity to say, as you see the exact same picture of Kabul 2021 as Saigon 1975, he goes, oh, this is not Saigon 1975. It's an indistinguishably different photo. You can't tell which is Saigon 75 and which is uh, Kabul 2021 with the helicopters taking people off the roof of the American embassy. It's the exact same thing. And it was, it was a disgrace in 1975, the abandonment of people we had made commitment to, and it was a disgrace in 2021. I know a lot of you don't agree with me. I can live with it. But you have to give me a rational and moral argument. You can't just say, oh, 20 years is too long. That's not an argument. That's an emotion. I love emotions. It's what makes me human and makes you human. But I don't like making decisions on, on emotion. It was a totally foreseeable tragedy. Just read my article from a few months ago. Everything that happened, I said would happen. I'm not a, I'm not a prophet. Anybody would know it. The moment America leaves, the Taliban takes over. That it happened so fast, not shocking. Uh, or, the, or the notion that, oh, we've given the, uh, the, uh, the Afghan army all of this aid. They just don't fight. God, for an American president to call the, the Afghans cowards? <sighs> I'll tell you, folks, that's, that's pretty disgusting. You know how many Afghan soldiers have been killed by the Taliban? And you're telling me they don't fight? Some don't. That's true for every army on earth. But to generalize about the Afghans in the army, to know the amount of rape, sexual slavery, uh, early arranged marriage, no schooling for women, and the feminist groups are essentially dead silent. Because after all, the persecutors are Muslims, not white Americans. They're much more exercised over the swimsuit competition in the Miss America contest. That bothers American feminists, not the rape of Afghan women. Feminist movement is a farce like all the other left-wing movements. They're frauds. They're just frauds. And this is just another example. What happens to women in other countries means nothing to the, to the American feminist. But swimsuit competitions, that bugs them. Where were, where were the uh, feminist? Uh, where were the feminist organizations with uh, with the girls that have been cheated out of their track competition wins by uh, biological males running in female sports? dead, silent crickets from American feminists. 
Every left-wing movement uses those in whose name it speaks. They use them. They don't help them. The left has never helped blacks. The left doesn't help women. The left doesn't help any group in whose name it speaks. Because they have other agendas. Think the left helps students? Think teachers' unions are good for students? This past year, in case you had any doubt, this past year should have proved how little teachers' unions care about students. Okay, that's the tragedy of Afghanistan in a nutshell and of the world. This day is the day the United States of America officially fell from grace as the world's superpower due to the ineptitude, the incompetence, and the dereliction of duty by a so-called commander-in-chief, a fumbling, idiotic, confused, lying fool incapable of extricating innocent Americans and Afghan allies from behind enemy lines in the war zone we entered 20 years ago. As American families of those trapped behind enemy lines, as Afghani Americans whose families helped us, and indeed Americans of all walks of life are glued to this crisis on television, they're met with government officials who are not only not candid, or are confused, or are just outright lying. No one's being killed right now. God forgive me for if I'm wrong about that, but no one's being killed right now. That's a lie. That doesn't include people falling out of airplanes or remains being found in a wheel well. Take a listen to this one. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Clearly, the Taliban has taken over. They have our weapons, and we can't even get Americans to the airport. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. I guess I shouldn't believe my lying eyes. Take a look at your screen right now. Joe, what do you call this? What are you talking about? Well, let me be clear. Any American who wants to come home, we will get you home. How do you expect any American in danger overseas to even believe you? One day, you tell us to proceed to the airport, but you cannot provide safe passage to that airport. The next day, Americans are told to simply proceed to the airport anyway. Today, we're told not to go to the airport. This, in spite of your promise that you'll use every resource to carry out the mission. You can't guarantee passage to an airport in a third world country that we've controlled for 20 years. And you give up the Bagram Air Force Base, which is one of the most advanced military bases in the world. You leave us, the United States, with one airstrip. You see the Taliban, that's right, outside the airport with all kinds of sophisticated weaponry. You own that, Joe. You gave it to them. 
You're the one too busy or too dumb as you go back and forth on your vacations to protect Americans, not even to mention the southern border. We are now on the razor's edge. You leave Americans, American citizens, who put their lives on the line for American, barbarians who shoot women who won't cover their faces, who take young girls as brides, who have daily carnivals to watch the stoning of women and gays to death? You leave American citizens and Afghan allies who put their lives on the line for America when there was no reason? You don't have the slightest idea what you're doing. You are clueless. But more than that, you are dangerous. And you bloviate about how you're being received so well by the international community. You're America's back. Hey, stupid. The U.K. Parliament condemned the United States, holding Joe Biden in contempt for the debacle in Afghanistan. The head of German Chancellor Merkel's party described the withdrawal as, quote, the biggest NATO debacle since its founding, while the Brits and the French stunned at the unilateral withdrawal by the United States without even an email, without even a phone call, even a return call to Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The Brits and the French damned the torpedoes and did what everyone in this country would expect America to do, and that is get out from behind this make-believe barrier and go out and rescue their citizens. And you, you do nothing of the kind. And remember, Joe, the Brits, the French, the Germans, the Dutch, the Aussies, they're not there because they were attacked. They're there because we were attacked on 9-11. They did this for us, you ungrateful, tone-deaf, taxpayer-funded career politician. And Mr. Cool, do you even give a damn? Or is this all about scooping up millions like your drugged up son from Russia, the Ukraine and China? You are so dumb, you don't even admit the fear, the chaos, the hysteria, the children shot and beaten, whipped and brutalized, people running from Taliban gunfire. You're too cool to admit that. No, nobody's died. No one's died. Are you watching cartoons all day? You have single-handedly put Americans in danger. You have single-handedly outsourced the protection of Americans to the Taliban. And don't act so stunned. Everyone knew what you and Barack were doing by emptying out Gitmo, even civilians like me, seven years ago. Could it be, Mr. President, he was your excuse to release five Taliban terrorists from Gitmo? Those five men, the worst of the worst, some wanted by the U.N. for mass murders, killing thousands, Al-Qaeda connected. They hate America and everything we stand for. And you release them, knowing many return to the battlefield. The truth? 
This dirtbag on your screen now, who your friend Obama released for another dirtbag, a deserter by the name of Bo Bergdahl, is now back on the battlefield. But not only back on the battlefield, he's in fact in charge of the Taliban, you fools. We were warned you were inept. We knew in our hearts that you were. You have consistently had the worst foreign policy strategy and diplomatic responses in recent history. The truth is, Mr. President, you should not only be impeached as commander in chief, you should be court-martialed. And that's my open. Let me know what you think on my Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag Judge Janine. In less than six days, anyone left in Afghanistan who assisted the United States or the Afghan government, along with their families, will be killed by the Taliban. It's already happening, according to reports. And America left behind the entire database now in the Taliban's possession. They will all be hunted down, and when they are caught, they will be murdered, and Joe Biden is the person you can blame. And think about this. Many of them will be murdered with the very weapons that Joe Biden didn't make preparations to bring home or destroy, at the very least. I would have brought them home. A reported $83 billion worth of weapons that you paid for. That includes, get this, 75,000 armored vehicles. Get this, 208 Black Hawk helicopters and other aircraft. $200 million worth of drones. We gave them our drones. 600,000 military-grade guns and other weapons. And let's not forget the thousands of night vision goggles, uniforms, bulletproof vests, other protective gear. And then to top it off, the Taliban even has access now to biometrics data left behind. That means for any Afghan or anyone that assisted, U.S. forces over the past 20 years, they will be told, look into this computer. And if there's a match, that person will die. Welcome to Hannity. And breaking tonight, the State Department has now at this hour just issued a security alert telling all Americans in Afghanistan to immediately leave the gates surrounding Karzai International Airport as the situation now in Afghanistan remains dire. Thousands of Americans and our allies remain trapped behind enemy lines. The situation is deteriorating by the hour. The Taliban, whether we like it or not, is in control, largely in control of the country, certainly in control of uh, the city of Kabul. I don't know why people and everybody, they are hiding. They are hiding the reality of the Taliban. I wanted to encourage the president to stay on, but he has to, as I say, weigh the equities of the danger versus the advantage, and uh, I trust his judgment. What are you telling those Americans? And maybe they're not in Kabul, but they're somewhere in Afghanistan. How will they get out? I'm in contact with my friends, I'm in contact with my family, and every one of us, we are so worried, and we have no idea what will happen after August 31st. We're on the cusp, Harris, of having the biggest mass hostage situation in American history. Ooh. It's gonna make 1979 in Tehran look like a sleepover. How many individuals on terror watch lists have been screened or found at any of the screening points, either in Qatar, Ramstein, or in the U.S.? 
I, I don't know. If you believe we left Afghanistan, we've ended the war between the U.S. and radical Islam, you're a fool. Americans held hostage behind enemy lines. Day 11. Americans held hostage beyond enemy lines day 11, and yesterday the Biden administration, they promised to give you, America, an accurate number of how many Americans are still trapped, but today no such luck. And depending on who you talk to at the State Department, as many as 4,000 Americans are still trying to get out, or according to Anthony Blinken, it could be 1,500, plus or minus a few dozen here and there. In other words, they still have absolutely no idea, not a clue. Now, this is critical information. We need an accurate count desperately. Any American in Afghanistan after August the 31st, that is this coming Tuesday, will be left behind enemy lines and subjected or subjugated to the whims of brutal terrorists. Ostensibly, yes, they will be hostages. And today, when one NBC reporter asked Biden what he will do if Americans are still in Afghanistan after the Taliban's deadline that he said he agreed to, Biden responded with a joke. You'll be the first person I call. You decide if it's funny. Not particularly funny to me, considering how dire things have become. The president answered zero questions, as per usual, doesn't want to get in trouble uh, after that, and said nothing about the crisis, not one word, in Afghanistan. He had more important things to do, by the way, like touting the $5 trillion in reckless spending instead of being fully focused on fixing this mess in Afghanistan that he himself created. Biden's secretary of state, meanwhile, noted that there were no concrete plans for evacuating people after August 31st, other than certain diplomatic efforts and economic assistance. Hmm. I wonder if we call that ransom. Take a look. Your question. Is there any concrete steps oh, yes, know, I'm sorry. that you can give to people who are very worried right now, understandably, about whether they're just going to be forgotten, left behind, disappeared once the United States withdraws its military and can no longer protect their safe passage to the airport or, you know, their other livelihoods? Yeah. Uh, the short answer is no, they will not be forgotten. And as I said, uh, we will use every diplomatic, economic assistance tool uh, at our disposal, working hand in hand with the international community. All military will be gone, so we have diplomatic and economic assistance as our tools to use to get Americans free if they're left behind. In other words, the grand master plan post-August the 31st, let's beg and bribe the Taliban, pay a ransom to release anyone still held hostage behind enemy lines, which is pretty much what we're now doing, except after August the 31st, our military will be completely evacuated. The airport will be in total control of the Taliban and anyone left behind will have no way out. Why? Because of Joe Biden, our people, our fellow citizens, quite literally, will be at the mercy of Taliban terrorists. Biden ignored one warning after another as the country literally collapsed before the world's eyes. Multiple sources telling me tonight the CIA, they pulled out six or seven weeks ago, and to their credit, they were telling Joe Biden exactly what was happening on the ground. They did not mince words. And by the way, we are told, our sources, so did the Department of Defense. 
Joe Biden completely ignored them. And the way he has been characterizing it to you, the American people, is completely at odds with the intelligence that he was being given. Look at your screen, and those papers will come out one day. He ignored their warnings. Look at May in Afghanistan when the Taliban began their offensive. He ignored, notice the red, it starts to take over. Then in June, after the Taliban took control of dozens of provinces, what happened to this great Afghan army that Joe Biden was bragging about? He ignored their warnings in July. Look at the map in July when the Taliban controlled the vast majority of the country and were on the march. We still had control of Kabul. We could have seen what was happening and acted immediately. And we could have logistically, safely extracted every American and our equipment, which I'll get to in a minute. In fact, just as the Taliban was closing in, Biden closed Bagram Air Base. By the way, the Trump plan would have kept that in our possession. And so by August, it was too late, game over, nor did he want to come back from his vacation. Our embassy was abandoned. He stayed on vacation. Thousands of additional American troops had to be sent back to Kabul, even though we saw this all coming, just to secure the airport, which is now our only way out of the country. Well, there's one problem with that. The Taliban, they control the entire perimeter of the airport with all their checkpoints, and they alone decide who will get to the airport. But according to Joe Biden, this was always going to happen. There was never a way out that's not chaotic. Yes, there was. His hands were tied, he said, and he planned for every scenario. That seems to be a lie also. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. This all could have been prevented easily. You don't have to take my words for it. Just listen to President Trump. This is way back in 2017. He ran on the pledge that he wanted to get us out of there as quickly as possible. Take a look. The consequences of a rapid exit are both predictable and unacceptable. 9-11, the worst terrorist attack in our history, was planned and directed from Afghanistan because that country was ruled by a government that gave comfort and shelter to terrorists. A hasty withdrawal would create a vacuum that terrorists including ISIS and Al-Qaeda, would instantly fill, just as happened before September 11th. Remember, not a single American was killed in the last 18 months of the Trump presidency, around 18 months. And that was even after he made the deal with the Taliban. And guess what? They weren't on the march then because they believed and feared Donald Trump. President Trump was right in 2017. Joe Biden was wrong. And now, thanks to Biden's half-baked withdrawal plan, thousands of people, it's guaranteed at this point, they will sadly die. Afghans that assisted us will die. And Americans everywhere are less safe. In less than six days, anyone left in Afghanistan who assisted the United States or the Afghan government, along with their families, will be killed by the Taliban. It's already happening, according to reports. And America left behind the entire database now in the Taliban's possession. They will all be hunted down, and when they are caught, they will be murdered, and Joe Biden is the person you can blame. And think about this. Many of them will be murdered with the very weapons that Joe Biden didn't make preparations to bring home or destroy, at the very least. I would have brought them home. A reported $83 billion worth of weapons that you paid for. That includes, get this, 75,000 armored vehicles. Get this, 208 Black Hawk helicopters 
and other aircraft. $200 million worth of drones. We gave them our drones. 600,000 military-grade guns and other weapons. And let's not forget the thousands of night vision goggles, uniforms, bulletproof vests, other protective gear. And then to top it off, the Taliban even has access now to biometrics data left behind. That means for any Afghan or anyone that assisted U.S. forces over the past 20 years, they will be told, look into this computer. And if there's a match, that person will die. And then to top it all off, al-Qaeda is very much alive and well, in spite of what Joe Biden and others are saying in Afghanistan. And they are working hand-in-hand -hand with their brothers in the Taliban. They will likely have access to some of these weapons. And now a safe haven to plan future attacks, likely against us as their number one target. This is our intel capabilities have been shattered, although in all credit to the CIA and our intelligence community, they did warn Biden. The CIA pulled back, according to my sources, and they warned in great detail exactly what would happen. My understanding is there is a paper trail. Now the people that will be left there, we will be left safe here at home, just 20 years after 9-11. Operation Enduring Freedom has now, under Joe Biden, become Operation Tyranny and Death. But Joe Biden doesn't seem to be bothered. Thousands of Americans are friends hopelessly trapped behind enemy lines. And right now, I guess, as Joe Biden sleeps ever so peacefully at the White House, not a care in the world. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here to subscribe to Fox News YouTube page and catch our hottest interviews and most compelling analysis. You will not get it anywhere else.